Dang, Haikyuu is so good. Why are we watching Coffee Prince when we could be watching Haikyuu? Truthfully. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, guys. Sorry. Just Kiss Already is over. It's time to for the podcast Just just Score Already. Yeah. <laughs> Where we watch Haikyuu only, and once we finish it, we just watch it again. We start again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, unfortunately, we are not going to be uh, watching Haikyuu as, as much as Kara wants it. Um, though Kara does want the other shows that we watch, because actually, at the end of the day, Kara is in control and gets to pick all the things that we do. <laughs> I get to choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, wow, we're actually almost to the end of this series, aren't we, though? Yeah, it's kind of coming up, like, got... scary fast. We've got two more. We've got episode 16, which is right now what we're about to talk about. And then episode 17 is the last one. There's only two more hours of Coffee Prince? Like, not even? Oh, that's so... Okay, two more episodes feels like normal, but when you say two more hours, that feels so real. I don't... Oh. Ooh. Damn. We've been watching... We've... we Wow. We've watched 15 whole hours of Coffee Prince. Like, in total, up to this point right now. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. And then, and then we'll have to, we'll have to watch something else, and it won't be high Q as much as Kara wants it, though it could be. <laughs> we can do a romantic interpretation of high Q. We'll just we'll spin it. We'll be like, okay, so it's like um. They all love <laughs> volleyball. The ball. Is like a metaphor for love. <laughs> All right. Anyway, before before we get into any fanciful ideas about uh, the way to the the way to someone's heart by spiking, I guess. Um, first, we got to talk about Coffee Prince. So uh, we just watched episode fifteen, uh, and boy howdy, uh, are we feeling things? Yeah. Um, but before before we can allow ourselves a second to breathe, we might as well just go and start watching episode sixteen. So, Jaren, what do you think? Is going to happen in episode 16. Not episode 6. We already watched that one. You can't cheat. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I was saying, we've got two hours of this show left to go. And wow. there's a lot of stuff happening. We need to see Han Sung and Yuju's marriage. We need to know what happens Ooh. to Granny. We need to resolve this relationship drama between Han Gyul and Unchan. And we also need to get whatever the hell Sun Gi's story is that we still haven't That's right. gotten anything about. We need the the last three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our last like one minute clip of his arc. And wow. so my prediction for episode 16 is that mm. uh, ambulance, come, pick up grandma, grandma in the gurney. Everybody's gathered oh. around it. Grandma's not doing so good. She looks up oh. at them and says, oh, I was so wrong to waste so much of my life <gasps> being salty. Y'all should do oh. a double wedding right now here at this time oh. <laughs> so I can see it. Because once I get in this ambulance, mm, might not be coming back. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I predict the double wedding is going to happen. And then maybe to prolong the show, Unchan will accidentally get married to Han Sung. Like, the rings will be switched around. Sweeper's going to mix oh, up the rings intentionally. And then the 17th episode's going to be a fun annulment slash, wow, that was weird, 
I guess we should actually talk about whether or not we want to get married now or in a couple years. And that's my prediction. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. All right. I see. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Um, what do you think about Unsei and CB? How, how's their storyline going? Uh, I think she's going to become an idol and he's going to be her manager. And they're going to get a spinoff show. Ooh. Oh. What what's the title of the spinoff show? Uh, it's called She's an Angel and He's a Blockhead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's an angel and he's a blockhead. Wow. Did you um? Did you Google that, Darren? Are you um? Are you? Are no, you I'm. I'm. I'm just freewheeling at the moment. ATM. All right. All right, cool. Just just making sure. Just um just you know, don't don't hop on Google and Google that anytime soon uh, just in case some results might come up and um tell you if you were right. It'll be a photoshop <laughs> that you made and you tagged. <laughs> and I'll like I'll I'll make it so it's like the the background the the background of your laptop so that you just open it up and you're like <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh, my angel." And it's I'm talking to CB though. <laughs> All right, all right. That sounds fun. I'm I'm down for double wedding. Like, why why have one wedding when you can have two? Two for the price of one. Two for the price. I mean, he, Han Gil already proposed at their wedding. He might as well just really take the. He cake might as and, well not let also you get have married. anything. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well adopt their child once it's. You know born. what? Yeah, just let's really... just beat him at everything. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. We they should get married first. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, okay, everyone go out for refreshments, uh, or you can stay and watch Hansung and Yudu's wedding or whatever. But <laughs> incredible! <laughs> oh God! All right, well, we will only know if double wedding happens when we watch the episode, which is right now. So we'll be right back. Uh, hey guys, I, I'm Kara, and I think I like rom-coms i'm i'm like jaren right and i'm into shaming people for holding hands in public i think okay um i don't i don't i don't know why but i i kind of think maybe we both like um it's it's something like hot drinks and hot boys yeah. I don't know. And and this might be just, just kiss, kiss already? already? Um this is going to sound like it's a lead in, but it's not. This is actually something that happened last night. And I don't know why I'm saying it's going to sound like a lead in. Maybe just because anytime someone is like, "So I had a dream last night." It sounds a little fake. <laughs> oh yeah, I automatically assume they're doing a bit. But I woke up this morning with vivid memory of my dream. And I don't really know why, because I don't know why this speaks to me, but all I remember was being in like a, like an arena, watching a game. Not sure what game, not sure, not sure why, because what was more important was that, um, wanted to go get snacks. So me and somebody walked out of the arena and we were walking past what I guess is the bathrooms. And before we could cross them, two transformers, like, like the movie, walked in front of us and entered the bathroom and when i looked up at the bathroom tag instead of saying like boy girl or like family or whatever it said 
Decepticon. No. And I looked at... (laughs) Yes. And I looked at who I was with and I was like, yo, there's Decepticons here. We gotta go. (laughs) And we started running. And I'm like... Some stuff happened after that, but I'm so stuck on the fact that, like, the Transformers weren't, like, shocking. Like, seeing them, I was like, oh, it's whatever. But it wasn't until they entered a bathroom marked (laughs) for Decepticons. Because I guess in this dream universe, we separate between Decepticon and I don't even know what the good guys are called. Because I don't think I've I've seen a Transformers movie in full. Just kidding. I've seen Bumblebee. But... (laughs) Like... I've got to say, my favorite part about that is that there's a scene in the first Transformers movie where Bumblebee pees on John Turturro, so I just imagine that, what? like, in the subconscious, there's some association between, like, shape-shifting robots and auto and water sports. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I... I honestly, like, don't... It's just... It's so stuck in my mind. Just, like... It's... Those are Decepticons. We gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can just picture the two restrooms with, like, the Autobot and Decepticon symbol on the door. (laughs) I think the best part is that um, I don't know what the second bathroom said. All I know is that um, one of them said Decepticon. And after I saw that, I was like, we gotta get out of here. We're gonna, we gotta go. That's so good, man. It's like a tiny Um, urinal cake robot who just transforms. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, that's like not related to Copy Your Prince at all. I just kind of wanted to tell you. (laughs) That's incredible. Thank you. I feel like we should just start talking about the episode. okay yeah no let's (laughs) it doesn't even like relate it's just like we just wanted to let you guys (laughs) just for your information oh my god i can't breathe okay no yeah let's do it um hey guys episode 16 yeah (laughs) yeah um we're we're back we watched it we did it um oh wow in my head i was like you gotta say the thing where you say like episode 15 and then episode 16 but I don't know. I, I like thought about it and I was like, I don't know. Should I say that? Is am I am I am I doing it? Am I doing the bit too much? Like, is it, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I can't tell if we're going too hard or not hard enough. <laughs> you know what? Now that you say it like that, you can never go too hard enough. So this time we watched episode 16. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, anyone tuning in is going to be like, what? Yeah, for all of our friends <laughs> who started to on the episode right podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're going to be like, are they okay? And yeah, we're, we're, um, we're fine. I'm, I'm sort of not okay because like, I've had all of my predictions just completely proven mm-hmm. wrong over the course mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. following episode, but it's never been... Every prediction that I had was immediately destroyed in the opening shot. Like, this is the the fastest zero to wrong that I've ever experienced recording this show. <laughs> it was the opening shot. I, okay, I literally, when I started um, the episode, I was like, oh, that's right. Um, there was a, a wedding or whatever. I, right. And 
everything was fine. But then Han Gil comes up and he whispers to his mom, Grandma's in the hospital. And I was like, oh, that's right. Grandma, like, <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> I just love that, like, they didn't even... The wedding maybe got postponed for 40 minutes. Like, it's still sunlight out. And they're like, all right, we got to do this. Everybody smile. We're going to go visit Grandma afterwards, but smile. <laughs> I, like... In the, in, Yuju is kind of, like, tearing up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess because it's, like, her wedding or whatever? I don't know. And then I was reminded that Grandma collapsed, like, 20 minutes ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's such a kick in the teeth, because it's, like, (laughs) it's like you're in the middle of a play, and somebody has to run off stage and use the bathroom immediately, and you're just kind of like, oh, God, oh, no, we'll get you, like, trying to keep the play going. I like, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, what a, what a, like, I don't even know what to say about this, except for, like, oh. Well, it gets worse, because, like, they're seated at a table together, Unchan and Hangyul, and Hangyul is kind of, like, talking to Mama over her shoulder, and Unchan oh is, God, like, asking right. him things, and he's ignoring her, and I'm like, we're back to this. It's like, it's a flat circle. Every time anything happens, you can be sure that Hangyul will ignore Unchan for the first little bit. He's going to be a baby. And you know what? At least at this point, it's becoming predictable. Like, we know the cycle. We know it starts with, like, ultimate baby, like, (laughs) I can't hear you level. And then it kind of progresses down to, like, angry fighting baby who says illogical (laughs) things. But it's (laughs) because he's, like, sad. And then all of a sudden he kind of transitions into like, well, not talking to the person in question, but talking to somebody else. I'm going to let them know that I understand the situation logically. And then he finally graduates to talking to his girlfriend about (laughs) what's on his mind and being a logical adult. And it's like, you know what? (laughs) At least we get there, you know? Yeah, it's just that's the start of the whole like weird mood for this episode for me is, like, the constant yeah. recidivism into the silent treatment. And then a minute and 30 seconds later, they're married, it's over, it's done. Oh my gosh, yeah, this wedding is so fast. And I guess I, like, get it, because, you know, we're watching a TV show, it's not like they were gonna make us sit through the entire wedding, but, um, no, it just feels like it happens in two seconds. Like, the, the, whatever, what's the name of the person who marries people? I don't know. The, the the smart man the bishop the yeah the smart the smart bishop man walks up and goes like well it's official and then walks away uh, (laughs) he does just kind of wander off doesn't he (laughs) he's like sorry i'm late i left my car double parked i'll I'll, you guys are married but i'll be back for the food (laughs) you only really needed me here for like five minutes right (laughs) i charged by the minute yeah (laughs) every minute you need me here that's another uh i don't know like 25 cents <laughs> i'll do it for one stick of gum yeah <laughs> so from the wedding we we cut over to unchan's house and she's there with mama and going along with sort of the theme from last episode of mama like taking charge of her part in the situation mm. and not sort of letting hankyul's family and him decide everything she finally like mm-hmm. sits down with unchan and is like hey, for real, like, you will be okay. Like, I give you permission to get married and also, like, your sister and I will be fine. Like, you shouldn't have to live your life solely concerned with other people. 
Yeah, she lets her know that she's got, like, uh, she's like, I can just get the deposit on the house, and then, like, we'll, we'll be fine, you know? We'll, we'll just move into, like, a, a one-bed, one-bath, and he's just like, you go get married. It's all good. Like, don't even worry about it. And Unchan is like, I can't. I can't not worry about it, though, Mom. Ugh. I don't think you understand. I just, I can't just, like, turn off my worry about my family, which, very logical response uh, on her part. Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of, like, the hardest part of this arc, I guess, is watching everybody encourage Unchan to do what it is that she wants, and Unchan's only response yeah. being, like, no, I have glorious purpose and responsibility that I must attend to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then paralleling the conversation between Unchan's mom and Unchan, we have Han Gyul and his mm. mom talking at the hospital. And the the sort of nugget at the center of this scene was confirming what I had mm. already suspected, I think, last episode about how mm-hmm. Han Gyul is in a rush to get married because he wants his grandma to see it. He, like, wants to give her that peace of mind. Because, like, the inciting incident for the show is that, like, she is grappling with this fatal illness and also her playboy uh, rich grandson like is not settling down or hasn't met anybody. So he yeah. kind of wants to bring that arc to a close before she passes. He's like, I looked at the plot of the show and I, I really just <laughs> kind of feel bad about how my character is introduced. <laughs> he goes to her and he's like, he's like, Granny, what's my character arc? <laughs> No, but yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I didn't really think about how this all kind of ties in with the beginning. Uh, from, from there, we go to mm-hmm. the, the Hansung, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the couple house now, because they are full-on married. That's right. And They're married. They do the classic, like, waking up alone angle, where, like, you look oh, at yeah. it, and you're like, we don't know that Yuju's not there, but we know that Yuju's not there because they're not showing her, and... <laughs> Okay, and, like, I know that this is, like, a thing, um, but I just feel like of all the couples they could have done it with, maybe the one where um, Yuju was kind of, like, constantly leaving, maybe not the best time to do the, like, Hansung wakes up all by himself, is Yuju there? Because I feel like the first time I watched this for a second, I, like, for a split second, because it turns very cute soon, I was like, oh god. Really? Right after they got married? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) I had the same reaction. I wrote, like, very early on, like, this is, like, day one of what would normally be the honeymoon phase, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, nope, where's my wife? But it turns out she's just, like, spoiling him with breakfast on her way to a a new project. I literally wrote, like, uh, Hangul kind of being a big baby. Hansung also kind of being a big baby, but like a cuter one, I guess. Like a cute baby that needs food. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you do, where are you? And he just like keeps like yelling her name until she's like in front of him being like, what? That is very like toddler-esque. Like I've woken up alone and I'm going to wander around screaming until I'm fed. Uh, but Yuju says she's wow. going to start... Uh, I-, I wanted to bring up Yuju's project that she's starting on because it ends up being a lot more important than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was just like a throwaway line, but she talks about uh, 
working on a project for UNICEF. Yeah. And he's immediately very concerned about, like, hey, you're pregnant, take it easy. Because she's, I guess, been shown mm-hmm. to be a workaholic type. Yes. She has very much been shown to, like, work herself to exhaustion. Um, she loves what she does, and uh, sometimes she sacrifices her health. Mm. <laughs> so Han Sung's concern... While I guess maybe just because of the way that it's worded and the way that we've known him to be in the past, at first feels very much like, um, I don't know, there was like a split second where I was like, Hansung, chill out. But then when I thought about it, I was like, oh no, he's absolutely right. Yuju totally will just like work herself into exhaustion and maybe that's not what she should be doing right now. Hansung has been shown to be like suspicious about everything, so I was a little uncomfortable when I was like, wait, he has a point this time. <laughs> oh no, Hansung's motives made sense for once. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> to be fair, the last couple of episodes, we have kind of been like slowly but surely climbing onto this Hansung train because he has actually been making sense and doing good things. And it's so weird. It's it's an interesting case of where it seems like being Yuju is good for him because when mm. he is with her, he's not making all these sort of like weird questionable things that make us apprehensive of him. Like when things are good, mm-hmm. they are good. And it's only because we know how things are when they are bad that we still have any apprehension. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we cut to Coffee Prince, and um, the first thing I wrote was, can we please not do this at our workplace, like, for <laughs> once? Because it, I understand that they all uh, have to work every single day because they don't have a lot of staff. Um, but I just, like, like, why is it that every single time we argue it has to be in our place of work? Like, can maybe one time it not be? Just once. Just, just one, please. <laughs> I feel like they like the audience. It's kind of like a gladiatorial situation. They must love the They honestly, we're, we're going to see much more of this, but they, this episode, I feel like they were just reveling in the audience. Mm. The audience was more involved than they've ever been before. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> That's how I felt. So at the, the shop, the, the silent treatment is ongoing. Unchan is actually kind of, like, handling it well. Because Hangyul walks up to her and she says, Hey, I, I texted you five times to call me when you were free. And mm. he just kind of responds, like, let's talk. And I wrote... I waited until we were specifically at work for this. Yeah. I'd, I waited until I could no longer avoid it. <laughs> but it's it's... I wrote down that he's not trying to understand, which is something that I'm very upset that I keep writing this late into the show because that was, like, Mm. very early on. Like, he was more interested in being upset than he was about sort of finding a resolution. It was like he needed to live in that moment, I guess. But Mm. I think we've seen that Unchain is getting way better at handling it because it's not like she's the one who's been out of shape. And... yeah. I'm glad that she's not, like, responding with fire with fire sort of situation. Yeah. I I mean, we talked about this just a second ago, how Han Gil seems to have, like, this cycle of how he goes through things. 
And it, like, slowly progresses. He basically grows up in the span of, like, uh, two days. Because he goes from just being, like, absolute baby to reaching the finale where he's like, I am now a logical adult and will handle my problems by talking with people and to being understanding. And, I mean, to his credit, like, he obviously does try to understand Unchan's perspective because we see that later when he talks to like um his grandma and he he like he basically is like kind of voicing like hey I actually do understand what she's been telling me and I I I'm having difficulty kind of like reacting to it but like I do know what's going on it just kind of sucks that like initially when he talks to Unchan about any of it he just kind of like zooms in onto like nothing is my fault uh, everything is fine, I'm big baby, even though we can tell because later on we see that's obviously not what's going on in his head. He knows, he knows the situation. He's doing his best to, like, actually work it out. I just kind of wish he could vocalize that instead of just immediately being like, do you want to break up with me? Is that what this is? If I, if I say we break up, will everything be fine? Like, meh, 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 you don't love me because you don't want to marry me. And it's like, Hangul, chill, for, just chill chill i think that's a very valid take actually i think we could go back and mm. actually apply that framework of hangul is listening he just lacks the ability to respond in the moment so he chooses not to yeah i just like it's it's always so jarring to me to see him go from talking to Unchen and responding like he everything is going in one ear out the other like he doesn't hear what she's saying at all and like he only cares about his point and then immediately going and talking to somebody else and when they reflect any kind of like when i mean we'll get into this but he goes and talks to his grandma later on in this episode and she's kind of reiterating the things that he was saying being like oh well like does she not care about you she doesn't want to marry you and he immediately is like well no that's not the situation he's just and a contrarian like, yeah <laughs> He just like maybe he just can't admit it. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean it's it's fun to watch. It definitely gives me that drama. But I feel like if he was a person in my life and I was dealing with him, I would need to like shake him by the shoulders and be like, "I know this isn't how you feel. Can you please <laughs> tell me that you've heard me for once?" <laughs> Listen, you incredibly handsome 2 by 6 brick, you need to stop. <laughs> Listen up, you sexy, sexy man. <laughs> Listen up, you, 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 you sexy wall. <laughs> I know that you can hear me. I know you're not made of brick. <laughs> you well-dressed old growth pine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Any, yeah. So anyway. So, um, <laughs> Han, Han, bottom line, Hangul. Great TV. Um, needs some work. Yeah, good TV, <laughs> as, bad as BF. As a companion. Yeah. <laughs> and the the, 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 the um, takeaway for Unchan in this is that she basically is like, I need to know that I can do this myself. Like, being mm. an important part of the situation to her is, I guess, beyond taking handouts, just knowing that she can get herself to the place she wants to be. Which is like... Yeah. It's it's a beautiful, simple, relatable motive, and it's also very idealistic. Uh, mm. But we'll we'll talk more about that once we get to the meeting with Granny. We're really just jumping around this time. We, 
it's very hard to go chronological and everything ties into itself so well. And then Harim shows up, doesn't he, and just starts being a nuisance again? That He loves to do it. That's <laughs> his purpose, I think, really. <laughs> I, I wrote in all caps, Harim, not now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think he literally does halt the progress of their conversation because I wrote, this talk is not done. <laughs> like, like, Harim, wait. No, we're not finished. And then he goes and, like, meets up with Mr. Hong, and they're giving their hot takes about the new drama because they are also un- uninvited spectators, I guess. Yeah. Not, yeah, not only the customers of Coffee Prince, also all the staff just have to watch this happen. Um, actually, I found it really interesting when he went to talk to Mr. Hong because I feel like it's much more common for when the two of them share opinions Mr. Hong's opinion tends to kind of line up with what Min-chan is saying, and Harim's opinion tends to line up with Ha Gil's. But this time it was switched, because Mr. Hong was kind of voicing like, oh, you know, like, getting married and whatever, like, they could just do it. And Harim is kind of being like, what's the big deal? Just wait. Why get married? <laughs> He's also coming from the Playboy perspective of, like, why tie yourself down? Um, but it was just kind of funny to see him kind of echoing, like, what Eun-chan wants right now, and Mr. Hong echoing what Hong-gil wants. I think that's a cool observation, because they start out where Ha-rim is very much, like, Hong-gil's friend and doesn't know the other group, and then Mr. Hong is shown mm-hmm. to be, like, very much Eun-chan's friend and doesn't know the other members of the group. So I like that they've demonstrated through this difference of opinion that, like, the the group has mingled, and that where yeah. Mr. Hong was always fighting with Hong Yul early on, like, now they can see each other's side. I do. One of my favorite things about this show will always be just, like, the the fun relationship that comes out of all of these Coffee Prince employees. I, I really do just love to see all of the connections between Harim and CB, Sung Gi, Mr. Hong, Hong Gil, and Un Chan. Very nice. I love it. I love it. And then this whole, I guess you'd call it an argument, is kind of brought to close by Unchan being like, hey, how is grandma? And Hong Gil just ignores oh her and is like, hey, if you don't marry me, I'm going to break up with you. I, yeah. <laughs> Unchan is like, hey, remember how we went to that wedding and your your grandmother collapsed and it was very worrying? Um I just, I just want to know if everything's okay. And Hangil is like, no, 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 no. I'm still in baby mode. We can't, we can't just jump out of baby mode, Unchan. You know how it works. <laughs> Unchan walks up to him and is like, hey, I just want to know. I know we're fighting. Could you just let me know that grandma is okay? And Hangil is like, my wife says what? <laughs> oh my God. I... <laughs> Also, the best part um, about this scene for me was the fact that uh, Unchan walks out of this, like, closet that they have upstairs, and I had no idea there was a closet there, uh, let alone a closet with stairs, because she's walking downstairs carrying supplies, and I was like, how long has this closet been here? Because I don't remember it, and I'm like, have we gone this whole show without seeing this closet? Is this the first time, or am I just, like, super forgetful? (laughs) Now, you see, you're picking up on something very important here, because much like The Shining, the Coffee Prince uh-huh. building was designed with impossible geometry to confuse and upset the people watching. <laughs> I was so sure there were only two floors, but apparently there's a secret third one. 
Why haven't we known about it? They could have been having their arguments up there. You know, you're right. They're just going to cut one day to, like, the floor that we didn't know about. And there's going to be, like, a pool table and, like, a bar. And we're going to be like, how long has this been here? (laughs) Why haven't we been using this the whole time? Why instead have we been relegating our arguments to the upstairs party table (laughs) and the kitchen alcove? Like... Oh... And, and then we, uh, we cut to big, uh, big sister, little sister conversation time, which very quickly becoming yeah. like a, a highlight for me of these last few episodes is the Unse hot yeah. takes that we get. I love that she's just like, sh- when Unchen is not able to be like emotionally adamant about something, Unse is like, I will do it for you. And <laughs> she just goes off being like, who does he think he is? I cannot be like, like what? How? I'm gonna, I'm gonna what the heck? And I'm like, I love you and say thank you because <laughs> I too sometimes just need somebody else to be mad for me. It really reinforces my theory that people learn about how to handle social problems vicariously. Mm. So like this is a 17 year old telling her like 24 year old sister who's dating her 30 year old boyfriend like, oh, that is so unreasonable for him to put that expectation on you just because of his uh, hang-ups about his grandmother when he knows very well that you have this drive to do what you think is right and it's like yes 17 year old little sister you are now emotionally enlightened oh god i love it it's so so um unse kind of like uh just like really this episode i feel like she more than anything has shown us that she learned how romance works from shoujo manga which we know to be true because we know full well that she in fact has read Haniori dango so yes 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 but like she also interacts with cv a lot and just like it's so obvious that like she does not have romantic experience herself that much save for what's happening with cv which is you know it very much feels like two kids who don't know what they're doing um, but just, like, the way that she talks and the way that she acts, it's like, ah, uh, yes, all of her experience is vicariously through media because <laughs> of just the way that she thinks that things work. Um, which, honestly, actually, in this part, she the way things that she was setting did feel very level-headed. Like, they felt like she actually had a grasp on the situation. But I guess maybe when it comes to herself, she's like, okay, obviously in romance, we have to have, like, I have to say this line specifically or else it won't work (laughs) because that's what they do in the movies. That's very true. I think everybody's relationship advice is the one thing they can't apply to themselves. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I feel like everyone I've talked to kind of goes through that same thing. So then Unse actually like kind of goes off into the bedroom after like giving Unchen her like heated support. She then goes into the bedroom and is like, Beep, 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 beep on her. This is her phone. You can't see, but I'm holding up my hand right now. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Unse, I'm your phone. (laughs) Hey. Um, But she goes like, beep, beep, beep. And then she uh, is calling. And who is she calling? (gasps) It's Han Gyul. And she's like, hey, listen, I need to meet with you. And Han Gyul is like, "Uh, uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Do you want to just like come to the cafe? The first thing he says is, right now? And she's like, no, not right now. It's like 10 p.m. He's like grabbing his keys. Yeah, he's like, he's so used to Unchen just like kind of deciding to appear somewhere that he's like, no, yeah, right now. And Unse is like, no, I'm going to bed. I meant tomorrow. 
And then he's like, okay, come to the cafe. And she's like, no, no, because then Unchan will know. And he's like, oh, this is like a secret. Okay, okay, I got you. No worries. She's going to be at barista school tomorrow, so it's all good. And I just like love the contrast of her being like, man, screw this guy, to two seconds later being like, hi, hon, Joel, can we talk? <laughs> there's, there's something really beautiful about television writing that I've come to love which is you establish mm. like characters and their bubbles and then you get the rare pairs where one person from one bubble reaches out to somebody else that they're not like directly connected to and it yeah. was really cool to have Hangul answer the phone and she's like this is Unsei and he's like oh the angel and it's like because that's how he knows of her is through <laughs> CB and Unsei <laughs> She's so, like, her immediate reaction to hearing him call her angel is like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> you can see that she's like, I'm going to smack CB next time I see him. <laughs> so good. But after that, uh, Hangul just kind of, like, sad brushes his teeth. <laughs> you know, loves to do it. I loved seeing the, the Sergeant Tamama doll in the background again from like a bajillion episodes ago when he tried to sew the eyes on it. He was like, I know how to do manual labor. Mm, that's right. He was like, I, I can sew. Okay, I, I know how sewing works. And he didn't. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, that's true. That, that was really cute. I didn't actually pick up on that. I'm glad that you did because that's cute. I like to love to hear it. Uh, back at Coffee Prince where everybody comes for fresh, fresh drama daily. Uh, of course. CB is also pissed because... Yeah, he's... He, he's blaming Ha-Rim, isn't he, for, like, giving him the bad advice he literally, that left him lonely? Oh, it's so funny because he kind of, like... He just kind of walks up to the counter and he puts the, the tray down and he just kind of, like, shakes it a little angrily and looks at Ha-Rim. And Ha-Rim is like, what? And he's like, I need two lattes. And Ha-Rim is like, okay. And then CB is like... You messed up everything, okay? I was supposed to get a girlfriend Aww. with your advice. I Everything was supposed to be fine, and it's all your fault that it went wrong. And then Sungi, rightfully so, kind of pops in and is like, yeah, I don't know why you were taking advice from him. He's literally the only one here that doesn't have, like, a girlfriend. <laughs> mm, very true. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> God. I just, I really love the way that CB just kind of walked up, and instead of immediately being like, I'm mad, he just, like, puts this tray down and then just kind of like taps it twice loudly he's such a <laughs> baby is like what <laughs> his body doesn't know how to process rage uh, <laughs> he just kind of like smacks something twice and then everyone's like oh cb is mad okay doesn't cb yeet harim out of his stool in this <laughs> after after you know he he gives him his two cents and Singi comes in and roasts him a little bit uh, CB then walks over to Harim and manually picks him up and carries him out, as we've seen that he just loves to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, a very, a very good way to end that, like, section was just CB picking him up. Yeah, and then contrasting, like, the, the weird tension that's going on between every character and every other character... We, we get, yeah. like, another of our three-second insight into Sungi's life when he goes to visit Yuko, and the apartment is just fucking empty. <laughs> and it, this was one of those moments during the show where I'm like, oh, they didn't just, like, threaten that she would disappear if he kept visiting. 
they they mm. straight up went through with it and she is gone. Yeah, I'm honestly like when I think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm actually really impressed like how much I feel like I know about this story and how kind of invested I was to know what happens with it when literally all we ever knew about it was three seconds each episode. Like yeah, you're one right. scene that wasn't even like a lengthy scene where there was like a lot of conversation or anything. Like we hardly, they hardly spoke, hardly like anything ever happened, yet we know so much. And just seeing him walk into this deserted apartment was like, oh God. You, you oh, really, no. they, they do an excellent job of, we, we don't see them expositing, but we just see them like sort of existing together in the same space. And then mm. we also see the moments where that facade kind of drops, where they go from being yeah. like, haha, I brought fish to like, you know, if you keep coming here, I will run away without warning again. And he's like, I brought fish. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he reflects on it later, too. He's like, you know, I'd kind of thought in my head that like everything was fine if we just kind of like kept doing what we were doing and I was wrong and you know like that that happens and it's like man Sugi I just kind of want him to be happy I feel like his attitude towards it is like probably the most interesting part because he very much like Mr. Hong I think is just sort of glad that it happened like he spent all this Mm -hmm. time looking and he found her and she's gone again but like the time that he did get to see the child and her, like, you could tell it was very important to him. And he's not, like, freaking out, throwing a shit fit, being angry in response. He's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, contemplative. Man. What a good character. Again, probably really the fewest lines me. of anybody in the series as well. Literally. Wow. Shout out to our hot waffle boy. We love him. <laughs> we respect him except when he's putting tomatoes on things i do love him no that is the one time <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay he can make mistakes sometimes we just will we just won't acknowledge them <laughs> so so we finally get to see what happened to grandma after last episode yeah. we, we cut to the hospital where uh Hangul is visiting grandma and she she just starts laying into him It feels like as soon as her HP gets above a certain threshold and there's no longer that, like, red flashing noise that lets you know you're about to get ganked, she's like, why are you alone? (laughs) Like, where's, where's Unchan right now? And he's like, oh, we're we're fighting. I didn't, I didn't bring her. It's, I, I love, I mean, like, Grandma has, has made us very frustrated the, like, last couple episodes just because of, like, her, her sudden distaste for Unchan that felt like, grandma but why um but i i really do love her as a character just because like it's so funny to see her like we know that she like collapsed she's in the hospital and she just kind of like slowly wakes up she looks at hangul and she's like okay you're here and then she's like where's um where's the the one that you bring sometimes the one (laughs) you know you know the one and Hunkyul is like, well, like, me and Unchan are fighting. And she's like, but, uh, okay, great, good for you. I want to see Unchan, though, so I don't understand why. <laughs> she, grandma, she just, like, does not care. Grandma is, like, our audience surrogate. She just needs the resolution. She's, like, waking up semi-conscious yeah. and, like, I gotta know. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
she's like, oh, you're fighting? Okay, well, stop, because not good for me, personally. Um. <laughs> he, like, tries to give her some porridge, and she's like, give me some real food. I need to fix your relationship. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. She's like, I need the energy to fix what you have ruined. And so, <laughs> I, I do love her just because she... Uh, it, it is, it's also just really nice to see a character who absolutely takes charge in their life no matter what. Um, like, she just doesn't let potential factors bog her down or anything. Like, she full force always goes towards what she wants. Um, I feel like anytime you're watching, like, um, a show where you have a lot of this kind of back and forth between characters because they care about each other and they care about the things going on, Sometimes it's just really nice to have a character who's like, okay, all that is great. However, I want this. Therefore, I'm going to do it. And that's the end of the, like, there's, there's no, there's no back and forth. I'm, this is what I want. Therefore, I'm doing this. Something that I really like a lot in the things that I read and watch is, uh, like having a bunch of characters who are proactive and a bunch of characters who are reactive because mm. I love, especially, I think this is part of why Unchand is so compelling is because she's kind of going from being this reactive character who has been put in a situation and is adapting to, like, keep everything normal to now is the one who is going to disrupt the status quo in pursuing what she wants. Mmm. Aw, yeah. That is nice to see. I like the way that you put that. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, if you were in Coffee Prince, would you be a reactive or a proactive character? I'd be like a a fun... I'd be, I'd be the janitor, I think. And I, I would just... <laughs> every time somebody starts arguing, I'd go clean another room. <laughs> so I'm only on screen for 10 <laughs> seconds every episode where I just put the mop back in the bucket and I dry my hands on my vest and then I walk upstairs. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm just like well-adjusted, I guess, would be my bit. <laughs> that's so good. Um, I feel like I'd be Unse's friend who just kind of shows up for her to tell me what's going on and only ever hears the story from her perspective. So all I know is what Unse says. That's and I'm it. like, what? That's so wild. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. And then maybe one day I meet characters and I'm like, oh, you're, you know, tall, sexy boss man. Hey, did you ever figure out the marriage thing? And they're like, what? <laughs> you're like, Unsei, I need the new the new volume of HYD. And also, how did your date with yeah. CD go? <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, man. We'll have to we'll have to contact the writers and be like, hey, if you're planning on a reboot. <laughs> yeah, if you need some OC self-insert characters. <laughs> Oh my god oh um anyway what's happening i we're 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 talking about grandma right <laughs> yeah we were talking about grandma and then she basically resolves yes. to solve their relationship for them and i think we have a quick cut to a diner scene between oh i do want to kind of highlight actually really quick before um surprise breakfast is what i called it in mm -hmm. my notes um, we do actually, in this scene, we, we get to see the transition of Han Gil. He's kind of like, um, graduating a little from the baby stage. Like maybe now he's more of a teenager talking to his grandma about his, uh, problems. Mm -hmm. And after literally minutes ago, seeing him be what is just kind of like big baby energy, 
um, with Unchen just like not listening at all and just kind of like being super stubborn about what he thinks and what he wants. Uh, he's now talking with grandma and he's like, grandma, you know, is just kind of like, I'm fixing this relationship like this, this and that. And we see Han Gil being like, well, but it's not that simple. Like, you know, Chen, she's really independent and she's like, you know, she's the, the oldest child in her family and like she has to take care of her family and stuff. And like she wants to be a barista. And we're like, so Han Gil, you do know. Yes, you do know what's going on. You yes. Mm-hmm. So can we um can we see some of that? Very true. This is this is like the kind of moment where they let slip that like, yeah, Hankil is actually taking in and remembering mm. the things that are important to Unchan in these arguments. Yeah. Then then anyway, yes, surprise breakfast. Um Unchan is on her way to Barista school, as we were told, um, when uh Hankil was on the phone with um unse mm. and she's literally just gets there and han yul just kind of like darts out an arm and grabs her really quick and she's like <laughs> and he's like hey uh i want uh breakfast and she's like i'm i school and he's like no 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 breakfast time and then they go and they get some noodles oh i'm sorry that just reminded me of like being a kid and waking up so late for school that you missed the bus but like your parent Aww. is cool and so on the way to school, they also stop at McDonald's and they're like, you don't need first period yeah. anyway, you're eight. And so you come into first period <laughs> with like your steaming bag of hash browns and everybody's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, uh, there were actually a couple of times I think I tried to miss the bus just because I wanted to be driven to school. Oh. Right? Cute. So, so, so that was kind of the vibe, but not really because there's a lot of like yo-yoing still going on. I, I say yo-yoing because the last thing we saw from them was, like, this kind of argument at Coffee Prince. Like, very cold argument as well, not, yeah. like, super flared up for their standards. Yeah. And then yeah. they're just kind of acting like everything's fine, which I, I hate kind of when that happens. But I also understand that, like, once those emotions fade, you're able to handle these situations calmly. And it's only weird for us as viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so next up, uh, Unse is at Coffee Prince. She rolls up and she's like, I'm here. Um, uh, that's not really what she says. But she, <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like walks in and immediately she's met with like Haru and CB. And CB is just kind of like, oh, Angel? And she's like, where's the manager? And he's like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And he just like doesn't know what to do because she's here now. And he just really wants to talk to her. And she's like, I need to talk to your boss. <laughs> they they have this conversation. And I remember thinking how kind of strange it was for the little sister to sort of intercede. And basically mm. reiterate what Unchan had already been saying. It didn't feel like there was yeah. a lot of new information being presented. But I guess the benefit is that Hankyul is seeing that like this is a perspective that is shared among that family. And this isn't just Unchan sort of being self-righteous. Yeah. I mean, no, she wasn't really presenting any new information, but I don't think that the point of her going there was to, like, try and tell him stuff. I think it was more, because the way that she was phrasing everything, it was like she was asking him. Like, she was like, hey, listen, like, I know you really want to marry her, but, like, can you please wait a couple of years? And... I feel like just having that, like, 
her, her younger sister literally came to him and was just kind of like, like, so now he knows that, like, I mean, like you said, like, they, there's this shared perspective and this shared idea, but also just, like, I feel like hearing from her that, like, request of, like, listen, like, I, I am fine, like, y'all marriage, great, whatever, your relationship, but I'm asking that for the sake of our family and that, like, for the sake of just my sister, I would want you guys to wait a little bit because, you know, I... I plan to like do this. I'm trying to, I, I think I could get a job in something and like support our family and like this, this and that. And I think that that just action of asking him was kind of like more potent than any information that she was giving him that was all pretty much information he'd already heard from Unchen herself. Yeah, I think you raise a good point about it being like, it's kind of a maturity moment because mm. you see that Unse has like actively been planning like, what do I do if Unchan has to go away so that I can help support? Instead of just kind of yeah. being, like, the money gremlin baby brat all the time. <laughs> Though we do love money gremlin Unse. Let it be known. <laughs> they, they, as much as I love to see her maturity. <laughs> they, they also brought up something that I was glad about where she's like, yeah, did you, like, tell my sister you were going to break up with her if she didn't marry you? And he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was joking. And she's like, you were joking about that? Like, what's wrong with you? And that's also my reaction that I was having. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after they have their chat, uh, Unsei goes back downstairs, and CB is still there. Um, and I don't really remember what exactly he says, but I wrote down in very small letters, "Aw, CB." Aww. So I'm assuming that he essentially was like, "Hey, um, can we like maybe talk or something?" Because that tends to be what he does. <laughs> um. And that's not the end of their arc in this episode. So we'll come back to them anyway. But um, I CB just really wants to talk to her. And I feel, I like, part of me is like, well, I mean, CB, you did some stupid stuff. But he also got his advice from Harim. So I'm like, you know, he's just doing his best. And he's a little, he's a little stupid in the head sometimes. But CB, I think I've said before, best. is the perfect example of like, damn, you're hard to love. But you're harder to hate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. But yeah, yeah, that I feel like that sums him up so well. <laughs> uh, the next thing I see on my notes is a playground. They go to the playground. Oh my gosh, you're so right. We don't even have to wait. We cut right into Unsei and CB. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I really thought that that was going to come up later in the episode, but you're totally right. It happens next. <laughs> it feels like a long time because it kind of sent me on a trip. I was like, why are they mm. going to this playground for children? And then like my eyes shot open and I was like, it's because they are children. <laughs> they are. Okay, but reminder that I think they're like 17, 18. Yeah, but so... they're babies. Yeah, no, that's still, yeah. I just like... Every time I see them, I immediately want them to be, like, 15. <laughs> Even though CB looks like a grown man. Maybe it's just the way that they act. <laughs> it, it is, like, very much, I think, in the acting that makes them feel younger than they look. Yeah. Beautiful. But this is where I wrote down, Unsei's romance knowledge comes directly from shoujo manga. Because you can see that she's, like, crafted this storyline in her head. And she's like, this is exactly how it's gonna go. I'm going to talk to CB, um, 
and he's gonna want me back and I can't say that I want him back I have to do this thing where I like say this line to him and then turn away and then look back and it's like (laughs) it's so obvious that like and it's actually really cute because as she's walking away we keep getting these shots of like when her back is to him she's just like smiling really giddy but then she turns around and she looks at him and she has this like I'm like upset and solemn look on her face and um, it all resolves itself with him essentially being like I'm sorry that I like went and tried to date this other girl I still really like you and would like to date you yes maybe please and this was the time where if Unsei in her romance knowledge about herself was more mature would have been like you're right, I also said some stupid stuff, but I do like you and I too would like to date. But she can't do that. She has to she <laughs> she has to act according to her her wonderful shoujo um storyline where she is the main character and she has to be like you can follow me if you want and then start walking away and <laughs> This was absolutely the moment that you were like yeah, she learned everything she knows about love from shoujo manga. And I thought oh, about this scene and I was like, you're absolutely right. It's so on the head. It's, it's so funny. It's so cute. Um, it's so unrealistic, but it's so cute. <laughs> this is this was also another scene where I want a little bit of behind the scenes info because the scene gets slow-mo and then it cuts after he picks her up and puts her on her shoulders and they run back towards the swing set. But I feel like there wasn't enough time for him to stop or slow down <gasps> before he runs her head right into the crossbar. It just felt like that was what was going to happen, and that's why they cut when they did. Because they cut away, but they do cut back <laughs> to them like being past the swings and kind of running around. <laughs> and the swing is moving a little. <laughs> and her forehead looks real red. So for you some know they reason. hit that swing. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, I wonder if there is like cool behind the scenes. I'd be super uh, into watching that. Coffee Prince. I, I, I've never encountered it, but I'd oh. love to see it. Um, anyway, now that we finally resolved one romance plot. In yeah, this we, we cut show. over to uh, <laughs> Hong at the hospital. Mr. Hong. And yeah. Grandma is kind of getting more information about Unchan, like from Hong, who I guess she trusts, even though she just kind of verbally abuses him all the time. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you know, like, I don't see what the big deal about marriage is. And she's like, of course you don't. And I'm like, damn, what a burn. Damn. I, so the rest of this episode, we, we kind of get introduced to this plot of, um, grandma is like, so let me, let me back up a little. In this scene, um, they're talking about Unchen and Mr. Hong makes this comment where he's like, you know, I, I would really love to see Unchen just, like, go study abroad, you know, get to learn about being a barista from, like, um, in a different country that's, like, they where they know about coffee, just kind of, like, really see her kind of live her dreams and, and then maybe come back and, and figure out where she wants to go from there. And in the rest of this episode, we're introduced to this plot where Grandma essentially hears that and is like, I could make it happen. And then she approaches Unchen and is like, hey, you want to study abroad? Like, I can do that for you. Um, And every time that I've watched this show, for some reason, I've remembered this end part of the plot as being like, grandma 
introduces the study abroad thing because she's trying to get Un Chan to go away. But it's actually Mr. Hong who plants that seed in her head. Like, it's not like she was like, oh, I just want Un Chan out of here. Therefore, I'm going to, like, cook up this plan. I, for the first time, I think I'm realizing that Mr. Hong is the one who initially kind of, like, brings that idea up of, like, it'd be great for Un Chan to, like, go and study from, like, the masters and, like, you know, get to know about coffee and, and live her barista dreams. And I'm, like, I, I was kind of shocked because for the longest time... And I think a couple more times this episode, I realized that I was misremembering the the way that, or not necessarily the way that the show goes, but like the intentions behind characters when they do certain things at the end of this show, because I really didn't, didn't think that, I don't know, I was like so sure that grandma does all of this because she just kind of wants Unchan out of here and that it's more of a like vindictive thing to like, I'm going to get her away from my grandson. And I'm probably influenced a little by the genre itself because that's not an uncommon thing. Um, the the mom or like grandma who doesn't like the the future daughter-in-law tries to get her out by like giving her a great opportunity she can't refuse. Um, but yeah, no, just just kind of seeing Mr. Hong be the one to propose that idea, I was like, oh, huh, I don't I don't know why I missed that in the past like four rewatchings that I've done. I, but, I do think it's very yeah. interesting because when I watch this as a first-time viewer. I, I didn't really think about the ulterior motive of, like, this will get Unchan away. I just thought that, like, I guess Grandma had seen and heard enough about Unchan to be, like, sympathetic to her. I can't, I don't have the specific evidence in front of me, but I got the impression during mm. one of these scenes later on that there was a parallel between Unchan and Grandma in that they are both, like, hard-working people who overcame their circumstance and i felt that the grandma extending the yeah. offer to learn was sort of out of like not charity but like respect i would say yeah that's i, I got that too from this rewatching, and i'm i don't know i just like after after feeling that i was like why for so long did I not like catch on to that like why did I think that this was a vindictive thing like and I mean I could chalk it up to maybe me watching this in middle school and just being like this is a drama and I'm in middle school so I think that's absolutely things. what happens um, in because middle that's school. what you do when you're in middle school right <laughs> um but yeah no it, it was it was kind of nice to have that like um, change of perspective, I guess, that I don't know if it's from me just... Maybe in the past I also didn't pay attention to these scenes because they didn't have <laughs> Unjen in them, and that was, like, all I cared about when I watched this when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, it, it was kind of nice to have that, like, realignment of perspective for me. Um, so, cool. Good to know that I'm, I don't know, older now? M more mature? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what this means for more me. Mature. I want it to mean a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> mature uh then then we get like one of the weirder parts of this episode for me because i really just don't know how to feel about it where yeah hansung is alone yeah. he goes to visit yuju at work and kind of discovers like she's been working late and she drank while very early on in the pregnancy and it's this weird thing where like i don't have the perspective to be able to like comment on it but like as an outsider it just feels really really weird mm. 
that like this is an argument that you would have about drinking during pregnancy yeah yeah I honestly like don't I'm the same I don't really have like the perspective on I I don't I don't really know much about pregnancy me neither Um, it's it's haven't really thought about it (laughs) (laughs) you know not really at a yeah not at a stage in my life where I've been like oh I need to know I don't know so yeah no I I kind of I I too didn't really know how to think because part of me was like yeah probably not good um drink alcohol when pregnant with baby and also overwork yourself to exhaustion um but also like I just I don't know I in my notes all I wrote was uh day two of marriage and we're already fighting yeah because that was kind of like all I could rationalize I I feel like just to play devil's advocate (laughs) like she's very Um, early on like I don't know if the evidence bears out that that early on can cause problems to the uh the, the unborn fetus but uh, I, th- I, th- I feel like from a writing mm. perspective, this was done as sort of excessive justification because we have Han Sung who is worried about it. And it would be, I think, valid mm. enough for him to be worried about working late. But that's not sort of like a quantifiably bad thing. Like working late, you could just be like, yeah, I, I work late. Like that's something that I'm used to. Or we don't, like, know that it's terrible for the unborn child. But when you introduce that alcohol, it becomes, like, okay, you are yeah. maybe not prioritizing the baby as much as you are prioritizing work. So it feels like it's done for yeah. us as the audience to be able to see Hansung is justified. Yeah, maybe. Fair. And, I mean, it's kind of working. Like, I... I feel like in, in so many times I've, I've seen Hansung as justified, um, at least in the, in the very recent past, but yeah, I don't know. I, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just personally, I don't condone drinking while pregnant. I think I'll take that stance. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we cut to the fun dish pit at Coffee Prince. Back in our fun rom com 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 rom show. <laughs> anyway, back to the com rom com 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 show com drum. Um. <laughs> the rom com drum marathon. Rom com mom com rom song. But but Unshin. Tom, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I. A I'm just trying times to avoid like, Dom. Whoops. I'll be honest. I. It kept like. It kept trying to come up, and I was like, no, we're not no, putting that. No, we're especially no, not no. going to put that right before I say mom. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We have Unshan getting advice from the only person who's really qualified to give it, I think. Uh, Sungi in the dish pit. And he... Well, I feel like, okay, hold Ooh, on. You can't, you can't take credit away from Mr. Hong, okay? Yes, but I feel like Sungi being closer in age gives him the edge. They're both valid choices, mm. but I would always go to somebody mm-hmm. who's probably a little closer to my age. Yeah, same. Actually, that's a good point. Okay, so Sungi, Sungi first choice, um, and then Mr. Hong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, I feel like I have to go for CB before Harim. I don't. I don't think <laughs> this is also the order of dateability in Coffee Prince. We're just doing both lists at once. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really just one list, honestly. <laughs> They're always in that order. 
And he, she's sort of opening up again about her feelings towards the marriage thing and the fight with Hangil. And Sungi does something that I, I like a lot. This is something that I do a lot when people are talking to me. Mm. Uh, I make it all about myself. <laughs> no, he, he, rather than like tell her what to think or how he feels about her situation, he talks about a time when he was in a similar situation and he brings up that his uh, friend is no longer around and he's like, I'm going to wait. Mm. And that's his takeaway and he seems happy with it. And I think he was very smart to be like, I am happy waiting for this person even though they are kind of making it difficult mm. because it parallels to Unchan. Like, yes, I can pursue what I want and also wait Mm. and still feel that that is a good decision. Man, I love Sungi. He's very good. He's so good. I big fan. Man, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to look back at my favorite characters list because like Sungi is is climbing up pretty rapidly. I don't think anybody can ever beat uh Jinji or Sweeper. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> You forgot that Jinji is our favorite character in Coffee Birds? <laughs> I did. You never well, see him because he's always working canon. on top of one of the tables. He's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then Grandma calls and is like, hey, Unchan, come here. And Unchan is like, uh, uh, okay. Um, and she does. <laughs> Welcome to the best scene of the show. <laughs> Oh my god. We cut to uh, Grandma's office, and Hangul is there, and they're talking, and it's just so good to see Unchan kind of, like, roll up, and Grandma's like, excellent, Unchan is here, come here, Unchan. Now we can begin. And Hangul yeah. is like, oh, uh, what, 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 wait, Grandma, why is Unchan here? And Grandma's like, shush, Hangul, it's time for the adults to talk. <laughs> Grandma is, like, all business, straight negotiating. She very plainly states, like, these are the facts of the case at hand. And <laughs> uh, she offers for Unchan to study abroad as basically part of the program that she uses to invest in her employees. Yeah. I This was the moment that hit home for me, like, oh, I don't know why all this time I thought that Grandma was just trying to separate them because she obviously sees where Unchan is coming from and like wants to support her dream um and it's kind of sweet because Unchan is like I'm not really an employee of like um whatever the the name of the company I think it's like Dongin or think. something yeah don't yeah um but grandma's just kind of like listen two years Italy do it like here you go and Unchan, like, you can kind of see her just looking at the papers, like, oh. It's, it's a very good scene, because Hangul is, like, so, he doesn't like having the tables turned on him. He's super surprised, super aggro about it. He's mm. basically shouting uh, what you were saying earlier. Like, he's repeating the reasons why Unchan has told him she doesn't really want to end this current situation and go study abroad. And Grandma is just kind of, like, taking it in and responding and being, like, they'll be okay. Like, what? And the only thing Unchan really says is, like, you know, wouldn't it be better to go to one of your employees? Like, I don't actually work for you. 
Which, oh, like, arguably, yeah. I think we could make the point that Coffee Prince is sort of under the Dongan Foods umbrella, and therefore it would be completely reasonable for Unchained Yeah, to I was under the impression benefit. that she kind of totally was an employee of the, um, the company, but, like, you know, I don't really know how business works, so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've never thought about, I've never been in a relationship long enough to be like, I'm going to have a business and I need to know whether or not it's okay to drink while I'm having my business. Oh my God. Uh, so so there's, the great thing about this was that like, I was really just expecting Unchan to be like, no, this is even worse than if my boyfriend was doing it, like my boyfriend's grandma's company doing it for me. But she's like, okay, well, if I was going to do it, then what would what about this? And then Hangul's like, you're considering it when it's from her, but not from me? Like, Yeah. Oh, he jumps straight into it. He, he picks up on that immediately. It was kind of funny to see. He goes from... Because there's the time earlier where he talks to Grandma, and Grandma's like, just get married. And he's like, well, here are all of Unchen's reason why she can't do this, this, and that. And he's like very calm about it, very like, I understand what's going on. Um, but then in this scene, when he's kind of presented with the idea that like those, the, those values that she kind of has may be able to be kind of like shifted in importance because there's something potentially more important on the horizon for her. And he's like, wait, wait, hold on. What happened to you got your family? Remember your sister? Do you remember your sister? Um, your mom? Okay. Your mom is there. Uh, Unchan can't do this because she's got her mom. And, and it's like, oh no. It it really uh, this is what I meant earlier when I was talking about, like, the idea of wanting to do everything on your own is very idealistic. Mm. And I like that Unchan as a character is, like, when this once-in-a-lifetime sort of opportunity comes along, she's not immediately dismissive, even though she's basically going back a little bit on what she said in front of the person she said it to, who is also her partner. But, like, yeah. she is able to, like, recognize that, like, maybe part of success is accepting the good things that come your way even if you didn't necessarily go through the regular channels i suppose yeah i as somebody who um often time also tries to do uh, everything by myself um i'll admit it i'll admit it um <laughs> but as someone who kind of has that a bit in common with unchan i i feel like if somebody came to me and was like, hey, do you want to go study abroad two years doing basically your dream job um, and just kind of like really advancing your potential career path and just kind of like, you know, all expenses paid, don't worry. I feel like I too would be like, now <laughs> this, 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 um, this bit of help is a good bit of help. <laughs> this is a real dealery do, huh? <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> No, it, it's exactly that. And I think I'm a little bit different from Unchan in that I'm like, you you aren't wrong for taking advantage of the circumstances that you've been given. Like, mm. it's, it's more about what are you willing to do to succeed and does that still make success worth it? And mm -hmm. I was very glad that Unchan is like, I would be kind of dumb to just kind of walk away from this right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is a pretty good deal. I can't. <laughs> She's, like, flipping through the pages, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so then they drive over to Coffee Prince because they still have work, you know, apparently. Yeah, this, this happened, um, like, on their lunch hour. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm just kind of, like, not sure how the, how the hour system works at this cafe because I really don't know when people are supposed to be on the clock and when they're off. Um, but apparently oh. we're back on. 
And uh, I wrote down, um, why did that feel like the most reckless parking job? Because we get this shot of them turning into like part in Hanjul, Hanjul, lol, Han Gil's <laughs> favorite spot, which is just like right in front of the entrance to Coffee Prince, where only his car goes and nobody else's. You're right. <laughs> He's and just he, like, parking on just... the sidewalk. <laughs> they just kind of like speed in there, and then he just like pulls up, and there's like customers sitting at a table, and he just parks right in front of them. And I'm like, is this is this a is this a smart thing to do? Are we sure this is? <laughs> and he does it every time, but maybe just because of the way that they drove in, that was kind of shaky and kind of speedy. I was like, why why do we do this every day? <laughs> what? Why are we still here? Why, why are we still here? So then uh, later on in the day, we actually have mom come and she pays Unchan a visit. Uh, this is Unchan's mom. I know that more than one person in this series have a mom, but <laughs> specifically Unchan's mom comes and visits Unchan. Um, and they have a nice, very sweet uh, exchange. She brings her food. She's like, I heard you'd be working late, so got you some dinner. And I'm like, oh. It, it was very cute. Like, we talked earlier about, like, stopping to McDonald's on the way to school. This is, like, stopping at McDonald's uh, in the middle of school and <laughs> getting lunch <laughs> dropped off by your parent. Yeah, they sort of go into, like, Unchan admitting, like, yeah, they put this contract in front of me, and boy, did I really want to go. And mom's mm. like, then go. And then Unchan sort of teases her by being like, oh, you just want me to be gone so you can date Mr. Koo. And mom's like, what? Uh, that old man? <laughs> she's like, N- no, no, Mr. He's our neighbor, Unchan, okay? <laughs> he's He lives next to us. I could never. <laughs> I could never, okay? He's a butcher, okay? <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's very good to see. I love that everybody is getting their chance to visit Coffee Prince this episode. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like seeing people go places they usually don't. Uh, meanwhile, Han Gil is laying outside of his apartment, uh, just kind of like playing with a Lego, being like, and then he's also reminiscing a little bit. Um, but more importantly, he's taking the Lego and he's going like, <laughs> yeah, more importantly is the Lego. But we yeah, yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. see him realizing that in the time that he's known Unchan, her dreams and her expectations for her own life have changed dramatically. Mm. And I'm, I'm really glad that they took a moment to like stop and actually point that out because I forgot that very early on in the series, her she basically says like, yeah, my dream would probably be to like provide for my mom and sister and like make sure that they can both do what they want and like have yeah. nice things. I, throughout the, um, throughout this entire show, we've, you know, we've gotten to see Unchan find something that she's really passionate about. And it's, it's so nice to kind of get this, like, quick kind of, like, yeah, and, you know, not only has she found something that she enjoys and that she's passionate about and that she really wants to do, but that means that her dreams and her kind of, like, um, hopes for the future have changed. She no longer just kind of wants to be content and live a happy life which is totally fine if that's what you want but it's kind of nice to see that she's like found this thing that she's really passionate about and she wants to pursue it um because it's it means something to her and and she likes it i love that for her love that for her love that for her good for you and chen good for you 
And then, as he often does, Hansung uh, meets up with Hangyul to That's right. It's time for the wine, boys. The, the wine, boys. They drink some wine. They whine a little bit. <laughs> it's the... Fantastic. <laughs> they love to do it. The, the crux of their conversation comes down to sort of the both of them realizing and having like a frank statement of like, wow, we really are trying to kind of change our partners to suit ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Huh. Which, that could have been the alternate title of this podcast. Don't change your partner to suit yourself, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop trying to change your partner to suit yourself already. <laughs> Accept people for who they are already. <laughs> I feel like, you know, good in sentiment, but like that would be so many words to say in our intro. Like, yeah, I'm you know, we, we went the way we did with this. <laughs> we already have to work so hard to sync up the just kiss already. Like, imagine having to sync up like your partner is a valuable person and they don't need to change to suit your knee. <laughs> Ooh, that was the best one. I'm going to write that Thank one you. down in case we need to rebrand at some point. Okay, good. We, we got to, you know, keep them in our back pocket just in case. Then we cut to, like, the most unsupervised working conditions I've ever seen. Oh, where my God. Happy CV is singing with Harim, cutting bushes with giant shears, dancing on a ladder as Unchan walks by, and I'm like, she's dead. They're going to fall, and it's going to end, and it's going to be over. <laughs> It's so unsafe. It's so unbelievably unsafe. Uh, also, I think it's Han Gyul who walks by, not in Jen. Oh, you're right, I think. Uh, I know they look the same because... Um, <laughs> I, because of their haircuts. Yeah, there you go. I, I really didn't know where I was going with that because I was like, I could make a joke about how he's so much taller than her, but like, it just doesn't feel right. So yeah, no, they do have the same haircut pretty much though, so... They both have Lego hair. But yeah, no, CB is very happy. Oh my God, you're so right. They do both have Lego hair. Just... <laughs> the, the, the processing time. Oh my God. <laughs> it took me a second. I was, I was already on CB, but then my brain realized what you said. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Lego hair aside, CB is very happy because of his uh, new development with his uh, wonderful Unsei. Um, mm -hmm. that he's just dancing recklessly on this ladder and, like, snipping these big, big... I, you know, my brain went plant cutters, and I was like, that's not... <laughs> that's not what they're called, I don't think. <laughs> Shears? Sure. Sheer! <laughs> Can I borrow a cup of sugar? Sheer! Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's very unsafe, um, but I guess it's fine, because they're having a good time, you know, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Also, isn't there with, is, uh, uh, ooh, I know, I know how to talk, don't worry. <laughs> isn't this where Han Gyul's car should be? Um, what happened to the parking spot? <laughs> oh my god, don't do this to me. Now I'm gonna... <laughs> Now I'm going to have to write a film analysis paper about how Copy Prince is The Shining. No, it's fine. It's fine. He he pulled up and he saw what was going on on that ladder. And he was like, there's no way I'm parking there today. And he parked <laughs> off to the side <laughs> instead. Yeah. 
He parked on the roof. He took the ramp that we never see because we only see one angle of the store. There is the third story. So, um... Oh, is this where... <laughs> I was going to ask, is this where Harim gets friend-zoned? He gets friend-zoned, yes. But first, Han Gyul has to walk in. And he walks in and he sees Sun Gi and he sees Mr. Hong. And he's like, ah, yes, employees. And then he turns about 45 degrees and he just sees <laughs> Unchan dead on the table. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> and they're That's like, yeah. right. <laughs> she drank like 200 cups of coffee or something. And she's just like, <laughs> she's got coffee grounds on her face. And he's like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> Why do you work like you're running out of time, Unchan? <laughs> Uh, but yes, then very soon after, um, Harim is, uh, so this is where he's like, yeah, dude, Bill told me that she just wants to be friends. Like I was like, we were about to kiss and she hit me with the, actually, I kind of want to be friends with you. And he's like, what the heck? Um, and all, all I wrote down was just Harim is so bad at connecting with people (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, a little bit sad, in a way. Like, yeah, I think outwardly people see him as a playboy, but then when we get insight into his experiences, it's kind of more, like, pathetic than that. Yeah, I do think um, it's very possible that he has been successful with the playboy act. And we see later on uh, Buell's true personality, and it just kind of feels like for once he's met his match. Mm. I think you might be right about that. This might be like <laughs> his his straw that broke the coffin. Um. Anyway, next I wrote, look at them. Aww. And I really don't <laughs> know what I'm referring to. <laughs> well, the next thing I wrote was Hong Yul and Unshan finally talk. And I think this is <gasps> on like the Coffee Prince balcony area. Yes, because there's no other place we can talk about our relationship. <laughs> There's, there's, there's three locations. Um, there's Kitchen Alcove, which is for, uh, bad things, but also advice. There's the big giant table upstairs, which is always for arguments. And then there's the outside balcony area, which kind of can go either way. It can be really cute, but it can also be an argument. Um, and that is where you must be if you are going to have a relationship issue in Coffee Prince. Uh, those are the rules. They're very clear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't want to, like, undersell this moment, but mm. I, I wrote down, oh, shit, like, this is happening. Because they have a little conversation, and then Hong Gyul officially kind of proposes to her here, doesn't he? Yeah. He even, like, makes a comment that's like, oh my god, proposing is so embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so cheesy. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's so cute, though. It is It is a, a very sweet moment where they kind of, like, for once, sit down and calmly talk about what's going on. Which, to their credit, they do tend to reach this moment. Like, they, they've had a lot of, like, disagreements before that have followed the, like, the the pattern of like I'm not talking to you and now I'm only gonna be baby and now I'm gonna talk to somebody else and it generally ends with them talking to each other 
So to their credit, they do this. They 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 can do this. Um, but yeah, it's it's very cute. Uh, it's very it's very cheesy. Yeah, I, I wrote that he they do a little squat hug because he's so tall. <gasps> yeah, she gives him. So first he kind of like walks away and she goes and like back hugs him. And it's like, oh, and then he turns around and he kind of has to crouch down a little because she is very small. <laughs> <laughs> it, it I like this proposal because it wasn't like big over the top. Like they joked mm. about when Enchan was like, I want my face on the building and I want a boat and a million <laughs> flowers. But it was also more formal than, like, all the weird, like, hey, we're wedding shopping for my cousin and his wife. Do you want to get married? Yes. Oh, my God. You know, I try and erase that one from my memory. because. <laughs> and then after big proposal time, uh, they go and visit Unchan's family. So they, they visit uh, Unsei and Mama. And we find out that Hangil already knows Unsei's love language because he just kind of forks over a wad of cash. Oh my god, he looks at her and he's like, hmm, this is a money goblin. And he immediately offers her <laughs> cash and she's like, approved. <laughs> she's like, you have my blessing to marry my sister. <laughs> Aww. And then we get like, because this isn't the first time he's been at Un-chan's house. There was that time very, very early on where he like, had to borrow a shirt or spent the night or something and saw, like, oh, this is how hard Unchan is working. But he, he gets to go up to the room and, like, see all the the gifts that he's given her that are kind of on display and, like, just how she mm. lives. And he's like, oh, do you sleep on this bed? And she's like, mostly on the floor. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very cute. Um, and then it goes a little weird because they, like, kiss... And then Han Gyul starts kind of like trying to maybe do a little more. And Unchan and I just like wrote down like Han Gyul, the family is here. Because like <laughs> they did literally just go upstairs after talking to mom and sister. And this is a room that Unchan shares with her sister. And I was like, Han Gyul, is now the time? Um, but he like kind of like is like moving his hand down. And Unchan is like, what were you doing? What was your hand doing? Hey, hey. And he's like, what? I was not doing anything. My hand slipped. And she's like, you were doing something. And he's like, no. And he immediately reverts to baby. And it's like, I can't believe you would think that I would do something. If anyone was doing something, you were doing something. And it's like, what? This last, like, third of this episode is so horny. It's just so <laughs> much. <laughs> because even before this, she's like, yeah, this is Lego Unchan. Like, I sleep with it. And then I wrote, Hung Gil's like, whoa, you put the Lego in your toddies? And it's like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, he does totally be like, do you do you put it? And then he like gestures down his shirt, and she's like, no. <laughs> See, this is why I'm still on that, like, the conspiracy theory team of Han Gil, also virgin. Because he thinks that anybody would want to have, like, a fun Lego figurine in their decolletage. It's... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote, go to horny jail, because that's what she does. Yeah. She bonks him, and then she tells him to go to horny jail. Yeah. And then it he actually turns into like an argument, it. and I'm like, damn it, please, no. I, yeah, we love to do it, don't we? we <laughs> um, so, so, so. So, so. The next thing that I wrote was, Harim, why? 
Um, oh, see, that's great because I wrote Buell and Harim, period, repulsive, period. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. So, listen, Jaren, there's something on my mind, and I think you know what it is. Um, Please. But really quick. <laughs> Uh, we we do have this scene of like I'm pretty sure this is where like Harim um, comes out of the little like kitchen area and he's telling Unchan how stupid Buell is I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like yeah. oh we're gonna like go on a date and then he like makes this comment where it's like I I told her that if she holds her phone into the sun it'll charge it and she was like wow and then she did it and he's like isn't she stupid. Uh, and then he even makes a comment being like, I guess I'll call this other girl now. Um, I guess just like insinuating that he is intending. When Buell is like mad at him, he's like, no, I have to, I have to stay single. But then the second she's like, okay, we're fine. He's like, excellent. I can now date two girls at once. God. Uh, which that's all fine and dandy. But listen, Jaren, we talked about this earlier in Coffee Prince. There's a rule. If you're going to have a thing happen in your relationship, it needs to be kept in the correct spaces, which are the kitchen alcove, which is for advice and very bad things, the upstairs big table, which is for arguments, and the balcony, which is for who knows. The important thing about these spaces, though, is that while all of them are within earshot of the customers, none of them are actually near the customers. Now, Jaren. Yes. Tell me why I'm seeing Han Gyul and Un Chen argue right next to a customer's table to the point where they all... Like, usually we see the customers and I'm like, I know that they're listening. I know that they can hear this. But this time they, like, look. They see. They, like, react. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is this is too real. We can't. They, they get, like, the 4D experience this time. They, literally, he, I don't remember who shoves who, but somebody shoves somebody, like, into the table, essentially. And I was like, this isn't allowed. <laughs> And I'm starting like they, to believe that our prior hypothesis of um, that all of the customers just come to see the will-they-won't-they they of the boss and the cute boy have been confirmed. Because none of them leave. They just sit there and watch. They, their horseplay is literally like one step away from, oh, sorry, we knocked over your drink, sir. We'll get you another one. Like, Oh, my God. It's it's right there. I was like, we can't even, like, pretend, oh, maybe the customers don't hear. Like, no, no, no. They hear. They know. And apparently they don't care because they keep coming back. So they, they're, are they, they're fighting here because of Hong Kyul's inability to handle his impure thoughts, right? Yeah, we transitioned into this, like, weird... Han Gyul obviously is, uh, it's horny time for him. He belongs in horny jail, but he can't admit it. And so he's, he's basically just trying to turn the tables by being like, do not touch me, Unchen, don't get near me. And she thinks it's like fun and playful in a game. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm going to, I'm going to come get you. And he's like, no, no, stay over there. (laughs) Unchen, if you touch me, I will bust a nust. And that is not allowed in the workplace. (laughs) 
I know I let a lot of things slide here at Coffee Prince, like arguing right next to the customers and also all kinds of other shenanigans, but this is too far. It's, it's, like, uh, the weirdness in this episode that really bothers me has to do Mm. with all this horniness, Mm -hmm. and it's Hangyul acting like he can't control himself is the Mm. thing that bothers me the most. Mm. And we kind of see that with him here being like, don't touch me, like, please. Like, you don't understand, and it's like, what's not to understand, buddy? Yeah. I, yes, a very valid point, and I I see it. Um, Currently, I do not have my rom-com glasses on, so I'm going to put them on really quick. And now that I'm wearing them and I'm seeing through the lens of rom-com, I can see how it was intended to be playful. Um, I, yes, I agree with what you're saying very much. But at the same time, I kind of get what they were going for. Like, it, it definitely feels like he's just being like, stop it, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm. I will say it reminded me very specifically of, like, middle school relationship type stuff. Mm. But I can definitely see, A, what they were going for. And, like, I have the context to recognize the sort of like relationship stage they were emulating i guess because Mm. you it's a hard job to go from these characters and this sort of subject matter which has all been very wholesome and the ramp up that we are getting in this episode's last third it's like it's like we went from very rarely ever flirting with the idea of sexual tension to now it is a key plot point and so Mm. i think that is sort of what's contributing to my apprehension about the handling yeah fair enough that makes sense i i mean obviously i consume this kind of content a lot more so um even though i i do agree with you and think that it has been kind of presented as very wholesome i didn't read the sexual tension as like new or sudden um and maybe that's just because like i'm 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 more kind of in the zone of like watching rom-com stuffs and i the sexual tension for me has been there the whole time. So to have them acknowledge it, I was like, there we go. <laughs> this has definitely been like the WrestleMania sign in the sky that like all the characters <laughs> point to at some point. Like there's those weird dream sequences where like hong thinks sex is just a pillow fight. And there's the weird like, <laughs> like, and say is like, did you do it? Like it's been... It's been there, but it's always been slapped away that now that it's not being immediately slapped away, it's like, oh shit, mm. we're here now. Like, like I didn't expect that one day the light would, would stop turning red and it's just green now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so then all that is happening and for some reason we then cut to just Ha-Rim in a tree. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> that he just like- is just doing his thing. He's like on the phone and for some reason he has to be like in the tree. Um and listen, I know I know I've gone off a little bit about how like the customers are here. Um I can't help but think that he's just in this tree and there's like a table of customers next to him. I don't know because we don't see it. But it's in it's in the back of my mind. We're um, always one step away from just the characters 
putting their cell phone down and turning to the customers and being like, uh, do you mind? I'm on a call right now. Like, Honestly, yeah, that, that feels exactly like something that could totally happen. Why is he in a tree? I don't know. I... I don't know what we were trying to convey with him being in the tree. Like, I feel like he could have easily been anywhere else having this conversation and it would have been the same. But he's in a tree. For visual interest. <laughs> they, they wanted yeah. to mix it up. They were like, they caught on to the fact that you can only talk about relationships in these three places. Uh, throw him in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have, to, we have to make them think that that was never a thing. Um, <laughs> but he's in this tree and he's talking to Bill. And... Uh, he this again this is where we get that confirmation that he thinks he has the upper hand because he's like inviting her out to a date and then it cuts to her and she's kind of being like oh well um i can't go tonight because i'm going out like drinking and he's like drinking and she's like yeah and he's like are you boys gonna be there and she's like yeah there's gonna be three of them and he's like what and then she even does the like, oh no, I can't hear you. We're breaking up. Oh no. And she hangs up and she immediately turns to like the three friends that she's sitting like and is like, he wants to go on a date at a convenience store. He's like, he's a baby. And they're like, That's oh, so you're always getting the men and, and, and leading them on. And she's like, yeah, it's whatever. And I'm like, oh. so this is where we get confirmation that like Harim has finally met a girl who can... I don't know what kind of girls he was meeting before, but, like, because I feel like Harim wouldn't be that hard to outsmart, but apparently this is the first one who's done it, because... (laughs) See, the way it's framed is that, like, Buell is absolutely playing him, because she's even, like, she references, like, the phone solar battery charging thing, because she's like, oh no, my battery is dying, after he was like, yeah, I told her to charge her phone by holding it up to the sun, and... I, I just have to wonder, because in the previous episode, we saw that she was, like, going to Coffee Prince and just, like, staring at him. Like, what was the purpose? Did he, like, give her shit? I don't, I don't get what either of them got out of this exchange. I mean, to be completely fair, if we think about what Harim has been doing, which is putting on this extremely weird act where he, like, gave her the tray and made her follow him into the, the kitchen... And then, like, I don't know, like, he, he's he's playing with her because he thinks that she's, like, stupid or something or whatever. She's just kind of doing the exact same thing to him. Like, I maybe she's just getting fun the exact way that he does, which is by just playing with this person who is none the wiser. Um, which, when you put it that way, wow, that's pretty bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I just feel like, man, how much free time do both of you have that you're like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go to some guy's work after my job and just sort of see what happens. <laughs> Maybe he'll try to play me and then I'll get like a sick karma bonus by playing him instead. It's, yeah, you know, maybe they're just bored. <laughs> that's, God, that's so often the case, isn't it? <laughs> and at least... The, the only, like, saving grace that this interaction has is that instead of being like, oh, one of them is playing the other and it's bad, 
it's like, okay, well, at least they're both playing each other. So both people are bad and getting bad from the other. So at least it all equals out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, in my opinion as a viewer, I'm just like, there are no winners here. Like, mm. this is a fruitless enterprise. Well, I wrote down they're literally perfect for each other. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they end up together, that would be so bizarre. But I really want that now. It's just... Their, their entire relationship is just a, a... I wonder, would it be funnier if they, like, found out what was going on? Or if they just were always none the wiser and they continued to date having no idea that the other person was, like, a completely different person? Ooh, that, see, that one that you just said, that's a whole nother show. That's but for the wrap-up right of there. this show, I would really love if they just, like, catch each other conning other people at a bar. Oh my and then God. they sort of look at each other, and then they just both let, like, the facade drop, and they're like, oh, so you're like me, huh? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, that's true. If they're not going to bring this relationship into um, uh, Red Bean Milk Tea Emperor, then they'll have to, <laughs> they'll have to wrap it up. Uh, anyway, what what happens next? At Coffee Prince, they're talking about, like, Unchan leaving, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Because, um, apparently everybody actually knows that this is, in fact, a business that they run and that employees are needed in, in order for that to happen. And they recognize that if she leaves, and also Han Gyul, they're going to need a new employee. And it's, like, that was just, like, a very weirdly, like, jarring, like, oh, so we do know that this is, like, a workplace. <laughs> Yeah, jar jarring is the right word for it because I this, was absolutely like, wait, what? Like, we're going to bring other people in on this? What are you talking about? This isn't just somewhere we go and hang out. Like, <laughs> this is an actual business. Uh, I think Harim even throws out Han Byul's name. He's like, yeah, we'll get her a job here. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's no. Coffee Prince. <laughs> uh, everyone everyone throws out who they want. Uh, Harim is like, Byul, yeah, Byul good. And then CB is like, what about my angel? And Sunyi just kind of like gives him a little smack. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, there is, there is no decision made, uh, but it is brought to our attention that apparently someone new is going to be joining the Coffee Prince family, which is so weird to think about. Uh, while she's here, Unchan leaves a message and a name tag on a branch of the tree that like reaches up by the balcony. Yeah. And I think I remember it's basically something to the effect of like, let's meet again in two years, Coffee Prince. Yes. And I was like, oh. Aww. I I wrote a note here that's like sort of a personal one because uh like no send off is good enough for someone you love. Mm. And that was the vibe that I kind of got from the the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. Because it's Unchan is saying goodbye to her family and to this job that she loves and to Mr. Hong who she's known for a long time and to Hong Gil and in a way, like, there's nothing that any of them can do mm. to, like, give her the goodbye that, like, would be perfect or would be what she deserves. Because yeah. it's like, when you love someone, like, saying goodbye, there's no perfect way to do it. Mm. Ugh, I made myself sad. This is bad. <laughs> oh, no, don't be sad. <laughs> How'd you feel about um, us kind of... Ending on the implication that Unchan and Hankyul are gonna sleep together. <laughs> How did I feel about that? 
Yes. Hmm. Not the best. <laughs> you didn't like the, the whole little, like, she comes over and she's like, let me stay at the house. And he's like, get out of the house. If you stay in this house, I'm going to want to sleep with you. And she was like, okay, I'm going to stay in the house. And he was like, uh. And she was like, uh. And then they kiss. I... <sighs> that I, I was struggling to come up with an episode <laughs> title for this one. Oh, wow, and, yeah, I just realized we don't have one yet. Yeah, because I, I kept struggling with it, and I was like, I don't really understand how to put the feelings that I have towards the end of this episode into words. Mm. And looking at my notes, the only thing that really stands out is all caps, I'm gonna cheat! And <laughs> I'm like, th this is beyond the pale, because mm. the feeling that I got as somebody watching was like, she leaves her home. She's, like, resolved that, like, okay, I'm going to go sleep with my boyfriend before I leave for two years. Mm -hmm. And he puts her out like it's the goddamn Flintstones. Like, he picks her up by the collar and puts her on the porch, and she's, like, banging on the door trying to get back in. Mm -hmm. And he, like, gives her wine, and she just, like, downs it and asks for more. And I'm like, please, don't be psyching yourself up to have sex with somebody. And then that's what happened. And... I was just very sort of uncomfortable with it. And on one mm. level, like, if this is something that they both wanted, like, yeah, that's great. And I appreciate that, like, it was a huge step probably for Unchan. And I appreciate that Hangyul was trying to be, like, no, like, like, don't get caught up in the emotion of the situation. Like, leave, please, basically. And I guess I just don't know what to make of this ending or this episode in general as it pertains to like these two characters fucking basically i will say that the way that it came across to me wasn't necessarily that like unchan had to psych herself up for it or that like she she had to like convince herself or anything it felt a bit more like she had kind of decided that this was something that she wanted but she wasn't really sure how to say that or maybe she was kind of embarrassed to like say it and put it mm. into words um i do think that perhaps the weird feelings that this ending gave you probably could have been solved by unchan instead of doing what she did which was just kind of like beat around the bush until hangul kind of had to like drag out of her the fact that she did in fact want to say stay and sleep with him and take that step in their relationship if she instead had just kind of like shown up and be like, listen, I'm ready. I think, I think I would Aww. like to take this step. And then he would have probably been like, oh, sweet. And then they would have slept together and, and we wouldn't have had that like kind of weird interaction. Um, but God. to their credit, it, it did kind of feel like she, she wasn't like trying to convince herself or make herself do it. It felt more like she wanted to, she just didn't really know how to ask she didn't really know how to tell him maybe she was a bit embarrassed to tell him because you know this is like her first boyfriend or first relationship her first time like i kind of get that she was like unsure really how to go about it um but i i can see how um maybe the steps could have been a little better for the comfort of the viewer <laughs> Yeah, I think that's very valid, and again, like we mentioned earlier, it's only weird because we are an audience of people watching this play out. Yes. Like, if, if, if this was just something that happened, it would be normal, but because we're kind of, like, forced to watch it, we're also sort of forced to examine and question the circumstance. 
Yeah. I, I will say, though, very funny that I wrote, second to last thing on this page is, uh, Unshan can squeeze her head through any space her hair fits through, as we <laughs> see when she worms her way back inside from the porch. It's because she has Lego hair. <laughs> oh, her hair is like a cat's whiskers. They, <laughs> they tell her if the space is big enough for her to fit through. <laughs> I did, I did really like, it ends on big, big kiss. And big, big kiss. Yeah, th- I think this is more so than being like a funny or like a, like a heartwarming episode for me. This was a very compelling episode. Like if we mm. weren't recording this for a podcast, I probably would have sat and watched these last three episodes back to back. because oh, yeah. I absolutely would have. I, I hate waiting. <laughs> Yeah, and it feels like this is also probably the first time that the show has really made me feel that. Like, I just want to know what happens next. So I think mm. it's a very effective story, and I think they're telling it well. I just think that, mm-hmm. like, I have personal hangups that kind of get in the way of the intended response sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. But that does mean that we are without a title for this episode, so... Uh... What are we going to do for the title? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, we could try to come up with one together, or this could be a special guest title episode where Kara picks what it's called. <gasps> oh my god. Um, wow, this is a lot of pressure that I didn't realize you had each week. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you initially said you didn't have one, my first thought was like, maybe this this episode's title is just Go to Horny Jail. <laughs> Ooh. See, that was a thought. Yeah, we also have don't don't make your partner suit yourself. (laughs) You know what? You're very right. We do still have. Do we want to use that on an episode title though, or do we want to like? Do we want to? This is a very good card we have in our hand. Do we want to use it? You know, as much as the merchandising people are gonna gonna come down on me for this one, I really feel like we. It would be very funny to see an alternate version of our logo where it says. Uh, don't make your partner suit yourself already as the episode title and cover. Aw. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, let's let's go with that. Episode 16. Uh, oh, wait, we had a couple of different options. Which one do we want? I liked the last one you did. Oh, no. You're, do you like, remember what it was? Your partner is valid and a complete human being already or something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have no idea what I said. Good thing we're recording this. <laughs> Yeah, we could go back and look and then have a fun surprise for ourselves later when we find out. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's let's honestly, yeah, yeah. Every it'll be really funny too when people uh, see it because we'll have the title and then they'll hear this part at the end where we're like, "What should we call this episode?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Sick. I'll, I'll 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 when listening and editing later, we'll uh we'll write it down and let you know. All right, right. well, now I think that means we've settled everything. Uh, And that means that's the end of this episode. Is there really only one episode left? That's right. We've got one more. One more cup of coffee, Prince. Wild. Wild. Well, uh, if you uh, would like to know what happens uh, in the very last episode of Coffee Prince, you could watch it. Or you could hear us tell you about it. Or... You could watch it and then hear us tell you about it uh, to really complete the cycle. The choice is up to you. But uh, either way, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week with episode 17.
Episode 17, the finish line can be seen. <laughs> there we go. Aw. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening, and bye bye Bye. Bye. Love you. Mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs>